All right, you guys, we're off. Those scouts are never gonna know what hit him. And, uh, neither will that guy. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But we're in those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Frickin' Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 6, The Sun Also Draws. It was directed by Neil Affleck, no relation, and written by Ricky Blit. He's Canadian, hold on to that information, it comes back at the end. It first aired May 9th, 1999, and is the highest rated and reviewed episode by the critics, although it could never be remade in 2020. We'll talk about it here in just a minute, but first, let's hear an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. And we're back, and uh, before we get into the breakdown of the episode, let's take a look at the cartoons that were debuting alongside this episode. Uh, the same night, May 9th, the episode of The Simpsons that debuted was They Saved Lisa's Brain. Uh, Lisa is disappointed after an incident uh, with uh, everyone in the town, and she writes a column in the local newspaper anonymously and um the local mensa group finds her and asks her to join and after they confront mayor quimby he thinks they're there to uh um uh confront him about his corruption but they're there just about a gazebo but he runs away and they get put in charge uh they eventually become corrupt um like the it's sort of like the book animal farm uh, when the pigs go into the house and, and start dressing. But um, uh, Stephen Hawking comes in just as everyone in the town is about to lynch them. Stephen Hawking comes in and saves the day. And there's a fun side plot where Homer is taking boudoir photos um, for Marge. But when he shows them to her, she's actually uh, really struck by the interior designing that he did. And they end up doing that instead of just having sex, which is it's it's pretty funny. It's a it's a pretty good episode. Um, it's a really good Lisa episode. Um, I know a lot of people really identify with Lisa, and uh, so it's really important for her. Um, the King of the Hill episode that came out on the eleventh—that's the Tuesday following this—is <clears throat> uh, is entitled "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Uh, Hank is appointed the coach of his company softball team and Peggy who had already played softball um, uh, is on the team and Hank is just going against her advice and it, it's causing friction in their marriage and then the B plot for that is Bobby and Connie uh, get put into the couple section of a yearbook and so they have to define their relationship it's it's actually a really sweet episode um, I love King of the Hill and um, uh, Bobby and Connie's little relationship is is actually pretty cute. And Hank and Peggy come to understand each other, I think, a little better in the end. So the, I, I that's a really good episode. And then the Futurama episode that debuted alongside that on the 11th is uh, called A Big Piece of Garbage. Uh, it's, the, the fa- it's a really, really good episode. Uh, it's an Armageddon spoof, <clears throat> sort of. Um, there's a giant trash ball made up of of trash from the 20th century that apparently we sent out on a missile and um it's coming back and it's going to destroy us and and uh the professor smells it on his smelloscope 
And um, so the world scientists try to destroy it, and a missile can't destroy it. And then there's an Armageddon uh, style um, attempt to destroy it, where they go to the actual uh, ball of trash and they see um, albums and Bart Simpson dolls, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, they try to blow it up, but it, just, it doesn't work. And uh, um, Fry teaches the world to make trash again, so they make a giant another giant trash ball, which they send into space, which knocks off the, the trash ball from its trajectory. But that one's going to come back in another thousand years. And Fry says, well, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's future Earth's problem. Um, so the, all of those episodes are really good. I, I really like that Futurama episode. I think it might be the first time that we see Wormstrom, uh, the professor's uh, nemesis. So, that's a really good episode, and as far as all of those all together, it it was a pretty good week of cartoons. Um, the Simpsons episode, uh, I specifically wrote down. I didn't do this for anything else, but I gave it a B plus. Um, but uh, yeah, so pretty good week. Um, so we go into our breakdown, and uh, we we have a cold open. Matriarch, she has failed once again to replenish this frigid box with potations. I shall give her a piece of my mind at once. Oh, damn it! Now look here, you. Oh my God! After that, we see Lois trying to calm Stewie down, and he his eyes are, are wide open, and he looks catatonic. Oh. Uh, one thing about that clip is uh, that might not translate to an audio medium is that when he he's he's walking and it's really adorable when he runs in his little footy pajamas, by the way. But he runs up the stairs um, and there's a commentary on this episode and Alex Borstein uh, totally agrees with me on that. Um, but he's running up the stairs and when he says blast, uh, he he trips while running up the stairs. That's uh, it's really funny. Uh, it's just a little moment, but um, it's it, it's the little moments that really make up uh, why Family Guy is so great. But um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I didn't think that would translate over. But uh, so Stewie is getting calmed by Lois, and she says, "You know that it's it's a beautiful act, uh, uh, you know, really." And he's like, "Oh, you and I must differ on what we think is beautiful. What I just saw was ghastlier than a thousand ghouls." And, um, uh, uh, she says that, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of how you were made. And he calls her a liar and tells her to go get something for him. And, uh, Brian comes up and says, oh God, you saw them, didn't you? You know the tub where you take your little baths? They've done it there too. And after that, uh, Stewie does a really funny scream. If you don't watch the episodes, you should try to find the clip of this because um, Stewie never screams like this again, but it's it's really funny. And after that, we go right into our intro music. And um, I still don't know what to do with the, with that part, but you know, we'll just move on. Uh, we, we go to a bunch of scouts and Chris is with the, uh, one of them. And uh, Chris is sitting at a tree and the rest of them are sitting in a circle. And uh, the troop leader's just being a, a crazy 
uh, asshole. He's being super overbearing. He's like, what in the Christian God are you doing? You're out of the semicircle. Out of the semicircle. And uh, uh, Chris is like, why why, why are you like that, dude? And um, he, he, uh, he's like, uh, why? Why? Johnson, tell him why. And, the, and Johnson uh, says, uh, uh, because it's our duty to the scout, sir. And he's like, good job, soldier. And he makes him do push-ups, which is uh, kind of a dick. And uh, then he announces that there's going to be a soapbox derby. Uh, all while standing on that kid's back who's doing push-ups. He says that he's doing it because of uh, of their obedience. And they all search into woo, 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 like they're in the Arsenio Hall doghouse. And uh, we see Chris is drawing in a notebook. Um, in the commentary, uh, they talk about, like, they felt like they really needed to convey that Chris was really into art. So they had him drawing at literally every moment that they could, except for one scene where he's with Meg, but he's drawn a picture of his scout leader where his head is, uh, uh, on his ass. And, uh, after that, we cut to our next scene and, um, their family is watching TV and it's a happy days cutaway where, uh, Ron Howard's character, and I can't remember, and I and I truly don't care enough to look it up, but uh, he's saying that he likes Potsy, and his mom's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? And he's like, no, I really like Potsy, because his dad is like, yeah, we heard you, son. Uh, you have a gay attraction for Potsy. It's whatever. And um, we come back, and uh, Brian says, is there, a, is there a volume lower than mute? And uh, Peter comes in and he's going to tell Chris something. He's like, oh, hang on. Uh, this is the one where Fonzie goes, hey. And then Fonzie goes, hey. And uh, Peter laughs. He's like, take that, 1950s society. And uh, Peter takes Chris to the uh, garage uh, to show him that he's built him a soapbox derby car already. And Chris says that it was against the rules. He was supposed to make the 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 car himself and his and uh, Peter says uh, rules are made to be broken and uh, we get a cutaway to Peter um, uh, he's standing next to a button that says do not push and he pushes it and a uh, dude in a karate outfit comes up and just just kicks the shit out of him and in the commentary this is the other episode of the first season as commentary two episodes in this episode of commentary it's this one and the first episode which is uh it really sucks but um so but we did get some some fun stuff from this one uh like seth really uh he thought this joke was super weird uh he was like i don't i don't he i, I don't i don't even think he got it which i don't think there's really much to get i it's it's, it's all right but um and then we come back and he's like let me show you the turbo booster and um, uh, Chris is like, Dad, what if I uh, said I didn't want to be in the Scouts? And Peter's like, I'd say, come again. And then I'd say, ha, I said, come. And um, and then he says, but that's not what's going to, but that's not happening. You're a Scout, and that's why I love you. And uh, um, then we cut to Chris coming into Meg's room for some advice. And Meg's like, oh, get out of my room. And uh, she throws her hat on, and in the 
uh, commentary, they were like, uh, um, they were, uh, they noticed that she, she acted like she was naked when she just had her hat off and, um, they were just, uh, 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 laughing at that. Um, but, uh, uh, Chris is asking her to talk to dad about him not being in the scouts anymore. And, um, uh, Chris's voice in this episode is like, it's like he ate 30 milk duds without taking a drink and then decided to do the voice. His throat sounds like he's been gargling, uh, sugar for three days. And, um, uh, Chris is like, will you talk to dad for me? And, and when you do try to open with a joke and she's like, no, you do it. And he's like, I can't, I don't want to disappoint him. And, uh, we get to a cutaway to a County fair where him and Peter in a horse suit and Peter's up front and Chris is in the back and they're about to get in. And uh, Chris sneezes and the guy says, hey, wait a second, your ass just sneezed. And horses can't talk. No, 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 this doesn't add up at all. And uh, Chris, uh, Peter looks super disappointed. And uh, Meg gives him some, some dumb advice because I don't understand why she would think that this would work for Peter. But... Um, she tells him to just go up and sit on his lap, give him a kiss on the cheek, look him right in the eye, and he'll be butter. And uh, we cut down, and Chris does exactly that. And uh, he he goes to he jumps on his lap and looks him in the eye, and then he starts talking. And he's like, "Oh, wait a second. And uh, he kisses Peter on the cheek, and Peter's just like, "Chris, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna leave this room, and then we're never gonna talk about this again." And Chris is like, "Oh." <clears throat> but it gets super weird. Uh, we cut over to the soapbox derby and we get a speed racer joke here where uh, uh, his father's like, speed, I don't think you should be in this race. Ha ha. And speed says, uh, father, I must be in this race. The Mach five is ready. Ha ha. And it's just a bunch of ha ha's and, ah, uh, oh! and, um, Oh, he says that because he's like, Oh, you must know before this race, I am not your father. Ha ha. And he's like, ah, and I love speed racer. I remember watching cartoon network, uh, when Seth MacFarlane was working there and it was those, the, what a cartoons, but it was also, uh, things like speed racer, uh, space ghost, coast to coast. Um, um, uh, uh, Voltron, whatever the ones with the birds were, that was awesome. Um, it's two stupid dogs. I miss, I miss uh, old Cartoon Network, but, uh, but yeah, Speed Racer is awesome. But, uh, Peter's in the, uh, uh, sidelines and he's holding up a sign that says kick ass or don't come home. And Lois hold up, holds up a sign next to him that says, don't listen to him. Then she drops it and it says, your father loves you. And, and then she drops it another sign and she's got another one that says, you know how your father is. And um, P- Chris isn't paying attention. He's just drawing, and um, uh, he's he's not paying attention at all. And Peter starts praying. He's like, "Uh, uh, oh, w- w- what's your name? Uh, God, uh, please let my son win this race." And um, he he uh, he just prays really badly. And Chris isn't paying attention. And the and the 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 scout leader says, I'm a, 
uh, st- go when I wave the flag. I can't, I can't stress how important that is. I'm going to show you what it looks like before we do it. And he starts waving the flag and Chris doesn't understand. And he goes super early and he hits the, uh, he hits the, uh, scout leader and, and drags him along the street. And, uh, they, we cut to the scouts headquarters and this, and the leader is kicking Chris out of the, uh, uh, scouts. And Peter's like, oh, come on, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, uh, let us, let us, uh, uh, back in. And the guy's like, he's been in for three years and he's never gotten a patch. Um, Peter's like, just give us one last chance. And, and the, the guy says, all right, you've got three days to give one patch. And Peter says, uh, three days, that's tomorrow. And so he runs out of there with Chris, uh, to get it, to try and get a patch. And we cut to the, uh kitchen where lois is making uh jello for the family and she puts it in front of uh uh stewie and i just want to say that i love jello this week i'm going to be having uh wisdom teeth taken out um uh as emergency surgery and so i'm going to be eating a lot of jello and uh other stuff like that for a while so um, but I do love Jellos, and uh, Chris is saying that he he pretty much wants out, but Peter's just not listening to him at all. He said that we were all really close to getting that bug watching badge, and uh, they it, they were like, uh, "Look, Chris, a family of wasps," and it's just a, a rich upper upper white class uh, people, and uh, and uh, uh, the guy says this is a subpar ham margaret and she's like and uh, she's like well when i i may not be able to cook a ham but at least i can bring a little grace and civility to the dinner table and his eyes open all wide and he he looks down at his food and he says patty did you know that your mother is a whore and uh but i guess they didn't get that badge and um uh then we cut to Lois uh uh Lois says that uh she needs to let uh, Peter needs to let Chris uh um try to get the badge on his own and uh Peter's like where do you get off telling me how to raise my son and 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 Lois looks at him. Just like, are you are you are you serious? And and Peter's like, oh oh yeah, we'll try it your way. And uh, um, it was at this point that I was watching the episode that I choked on some ice, and uh, my wife um, just looked at me like, what the hell? Like I made the the craziest noise, and um, um. Uh, uh, we come in and Peter says he's going to let Chris try and do this on his own. And Chris comes into his house. Uh, it's the last day that he can try and get a badge. And Peter's like, there's my scout, you know, thinking that, uh, Chris, Chris definitely did this, but Chris is like, nope, I was, uh, kicked out. They made me turn in my sash every- and everything. And he looks pretty proud of himself. He didn't want to be in there anyway. And Peter's like, those bastards, don't worry, Chris. We'll, uh, we're going to go to New York to the headquarters and get you back in. And uh, uh, Chris is like, Dad, I don't think we should do that. And and uh, Peter says, no. And a griffin never knows when to stop. 
Clear. Clear. Oh, you, you saved my life, Doctor. Clear. I'm calling that damn troop. Peter says that uh, the Griffins are headed to the Big Apple. And uh, we get more speed racer in the window. And they're like, this doesn't affect us. Ha ha. The Griffins are headed to New York. Ha ha. And we go to commercial and we come back. And uh, Peter's packing for the trip. And uh, he forces a high five with Chris. He's like, we're going to get you back in those scouts. And uh, he forces a high five. And uh, Stewie hates being put in his car seat by Lois. He's just... He's just mouthing off to her while she's strapping him in. And uh, she's like, I brought your Raffi tape. And he looks at her all all angrily. And, he's, and he says, play wheels on the bus and get the hell out of my face. And uh, Brian decides he's not going to be going. Um, <clears throat> he's uh, he, he says, no, I, I think I'll be spending some time by myself. And uh, we cut to the family in the car. And they're playing 20 questions and um, um, uh, they're asking, is it a, is it a, is it a song? No. Is, is it a, is it a play? No. And they, then it's a movie. And then they ask, is it a good movie? And, and Lois says, well, it has its moments. And Peter says, cool runnings. And uh, uh, we cut to Brian back at the house trying to watch TV. He's going to watch a, uh, Nova episode on longer life and canines and he's super interested but it's uh, it gets interrupted they're going to have a one day at a time marathon and uh, Alex Borstein does the voice for this one um, and uh, she says damn it Julie I'm a, a damn single mother and uh, damn this and damn that she keeps saying damn because I think at the time that was like the worst thing they could say and then she turns to she's like uh, and damn it, Schneider, when are you going to, damn it, fix that damn sink? And he's like, oh, I'll fix your sink. And by fix your sink, I mean I'll have sex with you. And by I'll have sex with you, I mean I'll fix your sink. And by have fix your sink, I mean I'll... And it just keeps on going and going. And he tries to change the channel, but he can't change the channel. I guess the remote wasn't working. But he tries to uh, use the knobs, but they they break off, and then he can't unplug the TV, so he's just stuck with that. Um, and uh, this is where we cut to the the family in the car, and and Lois is saying that they're lost. We are not lost, and even if we were, you, you know, I can't ask another human being for direction. Lois asks why, and he says, "Well, because I'm a man." Haven't you ever seen a stand-up comic? And uh, Peter's just being an asshole to Chris. He's just not listening. And uh, as punishment, uh, he tells uh, Lois that he shouldn't have had that prune smoothie. And he has to take a huge shit. And uh, he says, I just got to concentrate on my driving. And uh, we get a bunch of, of fantastic sign jokes. Um he passes a sign for the for the dump. Uh, truck passes him, and it says wide load. Uh, he passes a furniture store, and it says all stools gotta go. And uh, then he passes. He gets passed by a car that's got a, a bumper sticker that says "I love my Shih Tzu." And uh, then he passes a sign that says uh, "Bob's House of Feces," and he's like, "Oh come on, that sign's not even real." And uh, finally, he passes the sign that says "Craps, Craps, Craps," and he's like, "Ah, oh, we gotta stop." And they stop at a Indian casino, 
and uh, they get out and they're like, oh, wow, look, and, and uh, Indian Casino, and it's called Geronimo's Palace. And uh, he's like, yeah, great, I got to find the Stink Lodge. And uh, we get a glitzy new uh, uh, Las Vegas-style um, big band uh, look at the casino, panning through it with the uh, with the music, and um, it, there's uh, some funny name tag jokes. Uh, and uh, Peter still has to poop, and he 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 gets on the escalator, and he says, "Hold it, hold it." And uh, he 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 passes some animatronics here. Oh, and welcome to our casino, pale faces. Feel free to visit gift shop in lobby and restaurant on second floor. Do you have reservations? Only about the veal. <laughs> One of those guys kind of sounded like uh, Stan Smith when he laughed. But uh, we get to the top of the escalator, and Peter says it's going to be a photo finish, and runs off. And Lois says that she's going to go ask for directions from somebody and, and says, watch Stewie to Meg and just leaves her kids there. And uh, she goes up to some guy whose name tag says, sees you coming. And uh, she says, ask for directions to New York. And he's like, well, uh, what's your hurry? Why don't you hang around and play a little? And she's like, oh, I don't actually believe in gambling. And she's he's like, well, it's not really gambling so much as us trying to uh, recoup our losses from you guys raping our land and destroying our ancestors. And she's like, oh, well, as long as you're not using it for fire water. And uh, we can see him smiling just as the quarter enters the machine. And uh, this is where we cut to Stewie uh, watching Carrot Top. And it's hilarious in this. Uh, Carrot Top is super skinny and not buff yet. So um, it's really funny to see that. Do you guys remember when he was just starting to get famous in the early 2000s and 99 when he was like the the spokesperson for like collect call uh, companies like uh, 10-10-220? I can't remember the other ones, but I remember that one. And uh, do you guys remember when that was a big thing and they were like brands and uh, they were like the sponsors for like sporting events for like wrestling and stuff like that? Uh, it's nuts. But um, he's telling terrible jokes like he's he's holding it up to his neck and saying uh, that it's a bow tie and he puts a little wig on it and says it's Bo Derek. And uh, out of nowhere, uh, tomahawks uh, start raining down on him and we cut to Stew in the audience. Oh, very funny. Now tell the one that doesn't suck. People start clapping for him, and uh, he says, Oh, oh, and what's the deal with airline food? And uh, we cut to uh, Peter is exiting the bathroom, and he uh, gets his hands uh, dried by someone named Watches You Pee. And uh, um, we see Peter coming up to Lois at a uh, video poker machine. He's like, hey, I didn't know you know how to play poker. And she's like, uh, she's like completely out of it. She's just zoned into her uh, gambling. And uh, Peter drags her away. And uh, uh, Lois totally speaks the truth on what it's like to uh, play uh, uh, casino games like that when you've got an addictive personality with the with the lights and, and and you get that big win and it feels so good and you feel that rush and he's like yeah yeah it's it's it it's gambling's fun but as long as you learned your lesson and she's like oh oh i did 
for a few minutes. And uh, then I, I started playing again. And before I knew it, I lost $40. And he's like, oh. And she's like, and then. But, but here's the really silly thing, Peter. I sort of bet our car. <laughs> Peter's all freaked out. And he says, it's okay. Uh, we'll just go back in the casino and find a high roller and pay have him pay a, a, a $10,000 to have sex with my wife. And Lois is like, what? And he's like, come on, they're not smart. They paid $24. They took $24 for the island of Manhattan. And um, we cut inside the hotel uh, uh, of the casino and Meg is super mad. And she's like, you know, I just got my license and my and my mom lost our car. And um, Peter is still obsessed with trying to get to New York to get Chris back into the scouts. And Chris still can't tell him that he doesn't want to be in them. And uh, Brian, we cut back to the house and Brian is loving the show. Um, and that's why he misses a call from Peter who is trying to get him to wire him some money. But because he has fallen into uh, a spell by one day at a time or whatever the show was called. But uh, Peter gets an idea from Lois uh, uh, that all of the, the members of the tribe get a share of the profits. So he's he uh, we cut to the office and his name is Leonard Cornfeather, um, the 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 leader of the the casino. And we cut there and Peter claims that he's part of the tribe. And Lois is like, what? And the guy's like, what? And uh, seriously, um, this episode, it there's no way that this episode, it seems just too, a little too racist towards Native American people. Um, but it's funny. They didn't really complain. It's funny. Uh, at the end, you'll, we'll, we'll get to it here in a second, here in a little bit. But um uh, the the guy says, "Tell tell me of your past." And, and Peter says that my grand my great 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 grandfather was Jeep Grand Cherokee. No no no, Chief Grand Cherokee. He was a rainmaker. And we cut to Peter in a it's a cutaway as Peter as the uh, as an Indian, uh, doing the neutron dance. And he says, and then we come back and he says, and uh, my ancestors also killed a bunch of krauts a wounded knee, which is just hilarious. Um, and then, uh, Lois is like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, don't worry. I can, uh, I can do this. I've pretended to, uh, you remember what that time when I pretended to be gay and he was just watching Caroline in the city. Uh, I guess that show is super gay. I never watched it, but, um, he says that he's got to go confer with the elder, with the elder council. And, uh, um, the guy, one guy is like, he's an Indian. And they're like, oh, you say that about everybody. And uh, they decide that he needs to, they come up with a test for him and they say he needs to go on a vision quest. And uh, Peter's like, I know what that is, but can you explain it? My wife's a little slow in the head. And they're like, you need to go out into the wilderness with no food or water or, or shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah or, or shoes. And uh, you need to communicate with nature, hear wisdom from the rocks and you need to see your guiding spirit who will give you a deep personal truth. And uh, they say, and it needs to be a real vision. We're Indians. Well, no. And then they're like, ooh, ooh. And uh, uh, Peter and Lois run out of there. And we cut down and they're in the parking lot. And Lois is begging Peter not to go. 
but Peter says it's going to be fine. Uh, he's he's gotten uh, spirit messages before. Oh my God, Brian! There's a message in my alphabet. It says "Ooh." Peter, those are Cheerios. Meg talks Chris into going with uh, uh, Peter, and um, uh, Peter's like, "Yeah, uh, the more the merrier." And uh, uh, Peter and Chris go out, and uh, they are just uh, – it's a, it's a few hours later, and we see them walking around the woods, and they are just haggard. Uh, they're, they're just shoveled. They don't, they, their hair is a mess. They're covered in dirt. And they find some water and in a stream, and Chris is uh, uh, saying, asking if they're going to die. And Peter's like, no, no, this isn't the first time I've had to find food in the wild. And we cut to Peter – or we cut to Red Riding Hood uh, uh, coming along, and uh, Peter jumps out in a wolf costume and scares her, and she drops her basket, and he's like, ha, 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 and starts eating the food. And uh, then a real wolf comes out of nowhere and starts uh, uh, munching on him, and that's really funny. But uh, we cut to Lois, and she's worried, and uh, she's with Lenny and the other uh, Indian uh, uh, elders and the, and she's like it's been six hours uh, how long does this usually take and, and the guy's like it depends on the person's like uh, you know body type and and, and height and, and such and she's like you don't know you made this up why would you do that and there, and he's like we really like your car and uh, 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 Meg and, and Lois and Stewie are looking out the window and there's there's a really long pause and 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 everyone's looking really sad and then Stewie says they're dead you know and um uh this is where we cut to Peter and them in the in the woods and Chris is drawing and Peter's uh or no Chris is asleep and Peter is 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 uh uh pacing around the campfire that they've made and um uh, he's he's just super hungry and he's starting to go a little delirious. And uh, a tree talks to him and says, "Hey, hot out enough for you?" And he starts talking with the the trees, and he's like, "Hey, um, if one of you guys falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, does he make a noise?" And they're like, "Oh God, yeah, Scott over there hasn't shut up about it since he fell last week." And and we cut over to a tree over on its side, and it's like. None of you guys would take the time to help me. And uh, the guy, the tree over him is like, ooh, I'm playing the world's smallest violin, Scott. And uh, the, uh, Peter looks up and some clouds form into Fonzie. And uh, Fonzie um, uh, uh, helps Peter understand that he needs to listen to Chris and um be accepting of chris for who he is and he relates that through uh mr cunningham i only watched uh happy days a little bit uh when my mom was was off when it was still on but guy never watched it all that much but um so he he fonzie explains everything to peter and uh then peter's got one more question something i always wanted to ask you you, you were with a lot of girls did did you ever get a sexual disease? Herpes twice. And the clap. Hey! Chris wakes up and uh, he, he works up the courage to say that, uh, hey, Dad, can, can I talk? And Peter's like, no, no, hang on. 
and uh, then he remembers what Fonzie told him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, if you if, let's uh, let's talk, man." And um, Chris says that he doesn't want to be in the Scouts. Um, he uh, uh, he wants to draw, and he gives Peter his notebook, and Peter. Peter hates Chris's drawings. He's like, ah, oh, what, what is this? And uh, he's super disappointed. He's like, you want to draw? Why don't you just stick a knife in my back? And he's just being a freaking asshole. And uh, then he's like, oh. and then Chris is like, you, you really don't like him? And uh, Chris, Peter's like, oh, well, you know, some of these are pretty good. Uh, and he's like, I didn't know you had any talent except for that one thing your mother does. Or he says that I didn't know anyone in this family had any talent, and uh, uh, except for that one thing your mother does. And uh, Chris is like, play the piano, and Peter's like, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Peter says he's proud of Chris. Uh, he says he doesn't say it enough, and they hug, and it's really sweet. And when they're hugging, and uh, the trees start singing Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoons, and uh, one of them pulls out a lighter. And uh, starts waving it around, and it catches one of his fellow trees on fire. And uh, Peter's like, let's get the hell out of here. And they run away. And right as they're running away, you can see a little ember land on Chris's head. Um, and in the next scene, when they come running up to Lois, uh, his head is actually smoldering and his hat's burnt in half. But uh, it looks like Lois is going to put another quarter in the machine. But they come back just at that moment, and uh, Peter... Uh, says, uh, uh, oh, I, I had the, I had the vision, and everyone's like, "What? No way!" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it was great. I spoke to the trees, and I talked to the fawns." And Lois is like, "What's the fawns like? I bet he's stuck up." And he's like, "Ah, a little bit." And the the Indian guys are like, "Oh, I want, I, oh man, you had a spirit, you had a, a vision. I want one too." Uh, maybe we lost touch with our roots. I mean, what's the price of our souls anyways? And one of the guys says, uh, about $6 million a week. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Let's hit the buffet, boys. And uh, he throws the car keys to Peter. And uh, um, uh, Stewie says something uh, about the, the Native Americans. And Lois uh, uh, corrects him. And we get the more you know joke where she's like, um, Indians are uh, 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 not greedy. And then it says more you know. And then um, Stewie says, that's not what you said this morning. You said they were like the, the uh, there's, you said they were lazy like the dirty Mexicans. And then he says, actually, Mexico is a, uh, me the Mexican population is a clean, industrious people. And, um, uh, <clears throat> And uh, it's just, it, they're saying terrible things and then buying them back immediately right after. But right after he says that thing about Mexicans, Meg says, And did you know that Sweden gave us the brilliant inventor Alfred Nobel? Yeah, which is more than we ever got from those freeloading Canadians. Canada sucks. And remember when I told you to hold on to that knowledge uh, from the very beginning about the writer of this episode being Canadian? Uh, he wrote that joke, and uh, the funniest thing is that they didn't get uh, uh, very much mail from anyone else about this episode being uh, uh, racist towards Native Americans or anything, but they did get tons of mail about that Canada joke because they didn't walk it back like everything else. And uh, when, when everyone 
uh, wrote in or called in about that, they were like, look, the guy who wrote it is Canadian. Um, but that'll do it for the, for the, uh, breakdown of the episode. Uh, that's where we get our end credits. Um, like I said before, it's, uh, it got really great reviews. All of the critics, um, said this was the best episode of the, uh, season along with mind over murder. And, um, um, frankly, it's uh, not my favorite episode of the of the season. Even um, my favorite episodes are uh, the one with Joe, and then also the one we're going to be doing next week, um, which we'll talk about in a second. But like I said, this one was really hated, uh, uh, rated really high because they said that it had uh, less cutaway jokes, and I guess people really don't like cutaway jokes, but. Hey, I'm doing a Family Guy podcast, so I must like cutaway jokes. Uh, but I th- I do think it's really funny. Um, the uh, I don't want to be mistaken as thinking saying that I don't think this episode's funny. I do think it's really funny. Um, I just feel like it's overshadowed by other episodes like the pilot and stuff like that. Um, but uh, getting to the other thing uh, that we like to do at the end of our episodes, the Peter Stupidity Scale... I would actually put this one as the highest, the most stupid that he's been this season um, at a 4.5. I think he's stupid for just ignoring his son uh, completely uh, all through the episode. He's also stupid to uh, try and lie and say that he's an Indian. And then he's really stupid for going into the woods with no food or supplies or anything like that. So uh, that is our highest uh, 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 stupidity scale rating for him so far. Um, and I just want to say thank you to all of our new listeners all over the world. I know it said so in the, um, in the, um, uh, ad that, uh, that we wanted to say thank you, but we really do want to say thank you to all of you. Uh, 19 countries are listening, uh, as of now, and uh, the list goes on and on, but we have European countries, Belgium, Germany, uh, we have Northern, uh, North America, Canada, USA, uh, the UK, Netherlands, India, Denmark, New Zealand, Bulgaria, South Africa, uh, Israel, Saudi Arabia, the Philippines, Australia, Nepal, uh, Malta, Indonesia, and Bangladesh. Thank you all for listening. This is... Uh, uh, really a passion project for me. I, I love Family Guy and I love podcasts, so I wanted to I wanted to do this. And um, the fact that that you're all listening and uh, hopefully it brings you a little bit of joy. Um, but thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for listening. And um, we have a little bit of notes uh, from the commentary. Like I said earlier, this is the uh, only set. This is the second episode of this uh season to to have a commentary so uh just a couple of bullet points um seth is a dick through the whole thing to chris sheridan uh it's a joke but it's it's still true um uh seth said that when alex joined the uh writing staff uh she really made lois pop and also that uh the blowdrops that she started giving were really great 
And um, then they started talking about Mind Over Murder, about how Alex Borstein did a great job during that one with her singing, which is absolutely true. You should watch that episode for the music alone. Alex Borstein uh, kills it. And if you don't know who Alex Borstein is, she's the uh, woman from The Marvelous Miss Maisel. She's the manager from that. and She's fantastic in pretty much everything that she's in. And there's a, there's a little blurb about Chris was going to be fatter, um, but the model just really looked weird and it didn't quite flow with the rest of the family. And um, there's, uh, there's really, uh, that's pretty much it for those. But there's really no way for this episode, I think, like I said, a couple of times to get made now. But um, I mean, it, it came out when it came out. Um, but so thank you again for listening. And next week we'll be doing the season one finale. Um, it's only seven episodes long, but we're doing the season one finale of Brian portrait of a dog. And tomorrow we'll be doing a special episode uh, while everyone is stuck inside. We'll give you a little bit of extra content tomorrow. We'll be going to be doing um, the first half of Stewie Griffin, The Untold Story, uh, the tale of Stewie time traveling, uh, I think for the first time. Um, so look for that coming out tomorrow on Sunday. Um, and I, again, I truly appreciate uh, everyone uh, listening. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.